LeeTDickey.com. Do you have an event or occasion coming up that could use a special touch? Perhaps a wedding, a production, a show? Good! Then you're in luck. Haley Moores is who you're looking for. Haley is a makeup artist in the Toronto, Ontario area, specializing in bridal, glam, natural, and special effects. She's incredibly talented, professional, easy to work with, and has a personality that is second to none. To book Haley Moores today, follow her on Instagram at mad underscore malash, that's M-A-D underscore M-I-L-A-S-H, or email her at madmalash, again, that's M-A-D-M-I-L-A-S-H, at gmail.com. Book Haley Moores today, you'll be glad you did. LeeTDickey.com LeeTDickey.com What's going on, everybody? Lee Dickey here. Welcome back to the Beats and Speaks podcast. This week, a classic episode. Yes, a classic episode because life got busy and I just didn't have the time to record. But this week, you will get a classic episode of the story of me going through a CPR and first aid training course in high school, how I got to the venue, what happened in the class, why I had to take the class, and so much more. But before you get into the episode of me going through a CPR training class, I want to tell you where you can find the Beats and Speaks podcast. Of course, the Beats and Speaks podcast releases new episodes every single Friday at midnight Eastern time on iTunes, Spotify, my official website, LeeTDickey.com, YouTube under TV, and everywhere else podcasts are available. Please do comment, like, share, and subscribe. Rate us five stars and leave us reviews as well because that helps us climb in the rankings. But I want to thank you all for listening and tuning in to the Beats and Speaks podcast. If you want to get in touch with me, Lee Dickey, follow me on social media at Lee T. Dickey and email me at LeeTDickey at gmail.com to get in touch with the show and as well perhaps become a guest on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. But thank you again for listening I have been Lee Dickey, and let's get you to that classic episode of me going through a CPR and first aid training course right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Welcome to the Beats and Speaks podcast. I am your host, Lee Dickey. On this show, you will hear all about tales and stories from my 22 plus years as an entertainer, my near decade in radio, television, and all things media, plus some stories and anecdotes from my own personal life. Everything on the Beats and Speaks podcast, everything on this show is picked from the pages of my life. It's picked from the pages of the life of yours truly, Lee Dickey. So I hope you all enjoy this show. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading the Beats and Speaks podcast, but without further ado, let's jump right into it. Here we go with the Beats and Speaks podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Lee Dickey here. Welcome back to Lee Dickey Beats and Speaks. Today, I want to tell you guys the story about me going through a first aid and CPR class. It was interesting, to say the least. You will hear that word a lot, probably, in this little audio story podcast sort of thing. And you know what? Let's just jump right into it. The story of 
Lee Dickey and going through a CPR and first aid class. It was a lot of moving parts, very interesting, and I'm pretty sure you guys will enjoy it. So here we go. So the story starts off with me in high school. I was probably in, I want to say, 11th grade. I might have been like 16 years old or something. I was probably around 16. So, yeah, about 11th grade or so. And I had a a job lined up for that summer as a camp counselor at a, a camp that I actually used to be a camper at. So, I mean, yeah, I would have taken the job. But the thing was, I needed to have first aid and CPR certification. And regardless of the job or not, it's always good to have it. So I thought, yeah, all right. At the time, I I thought, uh, sure, let's go get it. I mean, I would go get it for the job. But looking back on it, having first aid and CPR certification is good to have no matter the job or if you just want to do it because you just want to do it. It's always good to have some sort of CPR and first aid training. So I would go out there. If you're ever thinking of it, just go out there and get it. So to get this job as a camp counselor, I needed the first aid and CPR training. I mean, aside from, you know, passing the initial interview stage, although like the, uh, the uh, camp coordinator that I'd been a camper under said that don't worry. I mean, cause I'd worked with her a couple of years prior and the year before that as a sort of a, a volunteer it said, you know what, come on in, apply for next year. But you know, you're basically a shoe in to get the job anyway, just come in and let's, you know, have the interview, but go get your first aid and CPR training, which no problem. I mean, I'll go get it. Okay. That's not an issue. So the day I went to apply to actually go get the CPR and first aid training, it was sometime in the fall, maybe, you know, September, October. And I thought, you know, I would go apply. I'd give them, you know, the fee that you had to pay in order to enroll in the in the class. I figured, okay, it would probably take place a week, two weeks at most, maybe three weeks from when I applied. No, the, uh, the secretary said, or whoever, the administrative lady who was booking these CPR and first aid classes said to me that the earliest spot they had, for some odd reason, I don't know if they were booking these quarterly and these classes were basically happening a couple times every quarter or whatever it was, but she said to me that the earliest spot they had was in the winter and that would have been somewhere between January and March. Reluctantly, I mean, I thought about the job that I had lined up, that summer camp counselor job for that following summer. So, I mean, there's not really much I could do at that point. If you say I got to be here in the winter to go through, it's a day course. So if I have to be there in the winter, even though I don't want to be because it's downtown Toronto and we all know how I feel about being in the middle of crowds and how I feel about getting around in the winter, because it's not easy for me. Well, it's not easy for anybody, but because I got to basically finagle and 
move around being disabled and such with a walker and whatever else other accessories and mobility devices I might need to use getting around in the winter in my part of Toronto where I'm from is hard enough but getting around downtown Toronto in the winter is just it bumps it to another another level and you know I'm, I'm not happy about having to go downtown at any point during the year because of the mass amounts of people but downtown in the winter for me is not the greatest thing it's not the easiest thing and I'm just not a fan but if you tell me hey the earliest time we can get you in is somewhere between January and March because that's when the next round of classes is scheduled to start then okay I guess that's what I'm gonna have to do no problem Let's just sign up. I'll give you the fee. Like I'll, I'll pay the fee and then, you know, I'll wait for that day to come and we'll go through the class. No problem. No issue. When I went in for the first aid and CPR training, and this was like midwinter, so it, probably right after the new year or something like that, January, February, we were right into the next we had just started the new year, like that next year. So, you know, it's winter, it's Toronto, it's cold. And this is back when like Toronto's winters were frigidly cold to the point where like, I can't feel my face. It hurts. Nowadays, it's not so bad. But back then, it you'd, you know, where's my face? Where's my face? Oh, here it is. I've still got one. No, no big deal, right? And I just, you know... It was, it wasn't my favorite thing to do to get down there because I actually went down there, um, and this is, you know, not many people know this, but at times in my life I've had to use a wheelchair to get around, just depending on a the severity of the situation I'm going into, the the weather, and like how often or you know how long I'm going to be on my feet for the entire day, but mostly I use a walker. That specific day when I went in to get CPR training and first aid stuff, I was in my wheelchair. So I was downtown. It was the middle of winter. It was freezing. It's cold. I don't want to be there. I mean, aside from it being first thing in the morning, it might have been like eight, nine o'clock. So... Aside from that and the fact that, A, I've had to wait like three to four months to get this, to go to this class, and it's in the middle of winter, not my favorite time of year, it's downtown Toronto, which means a lot of people, not my favorite scenario, but I'm there because of the job that I have lined up for that coming summer, and, you know, I get in there aside from the fact that it's super cold and I go up the elevator and I find this room. I start looking for the room that we're supposed to be in. I find it and it's, it's this small unit within a giant office building. That's in the middle of downtown Toronto. It's this small unit that looks no bigger than like a studio apartment. And I get in there with my wheelchair and all, and I realize I'm surrounded by about 15 or 20 people in this small, small room that's no bigger than a studio apartment. It is the shoebox of studio apartments, I promise you. It is tiny, tiny, tiny. 
I mean, I think I saw Smurfs running down the hallway. It's that small. It was that small. And I just thought, you know, what am I doing here? I, and I kept thinking, all right, this is for the job that I have lined up. Let's just get through it and everything will be fine and I'll go home. So the instructor walks in about five to ten minutes later after, you know, we all take our seats, although I had come with one, be it I'm in a wheelchair that day and I'm just sitting there like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Right. And we all, you know, you make small talk, you try to introduce yourself. But a lot of these guys are a lot of the people that were there were I think I was the youngest one in the room or at least one of the youngest ones in the room because everybody was for the most part in their 20s and older and at that point you know you're in 11th grade in high school what do you like you're like 16 15 16 years old maybe 17 and you know it's I think I did it um on a day off from school or it might have been on a weekend but at that juncture in your life, right, there are a million other things you'd rather be doing. So I kept thinking of the million other things I'd rather be doing, knowing that I'm stuck in this small, small unit that's no bigger than, you know, a single person's studio apartment. And it's got 15 to 20 people in it. And we're all here to get first aid and CPR training. Oh, but wait, I have that summer job lined up. So just suck it up, Lee, and get through it because it's just going to be fine. You'll be okay. That's what I kept thinking, right? Because it's cold, it's freezing, it's the winter. I want to be at home because, A, I had just come in from the cold and I'm still cold and you know stuck in a wheelchair and all that stuff. I mean, I was 16 years old probably. So, you know, what, it, what else do you think about, right? Like you want to be at home, you want to be chilling with your friends, you want to be talking to Susie, you know, that girl that's whose locker is next to you, rather than being here stuck in class learning about CPR and first aid at that time in your life. So, you know, aside from all that, the instructor walks in, introduces himself, and basically runs down what we're going to do for the entire day. It was an eight hour day. I think we were there from like nine to five or eight till four. It might've been 10 till six. One of those three. And I realized like, oh, I'm stuck here all day, right? And I didn't think it would take all day. I thought it would probably take three, four hours and I'd be done. No, it's a full eight hour day. And I was just like, oh, brother, this is, you know, not what I signed up for. But at the same time, if I need the CPR and first aid training, okay, let's go through this CPR and first aid training. So he runs through what we're going to do that day and the maneuvers he's going to teach us, like the Heimlich maneuver and CPR with the compressions and the checking for a pulse, checking for injuries too. Like if you walk up on somebody and they seem to need help and they seem injured, you, you would go introduce yourself like, hi, I'm so-and-so, or hi, I'm Lee, do you need any help? Can I assist you in any way? You know, Or if they say yes, then you would check them for injuries and how to do that, right? See if anything hurts. You know, And then you go through the, the CPR motions, the compressions on the chest, the checking for a pulse, the, you know, the breathing into someone's mouth or gi- giving them air, right, and oxygen. 
No problem. He ran through that. So now he tells us all to pair off, to partner up with whoever, like just people in the room so we can start practicing, I guess, or running through the motions of those, the Heimlich maneuver and the CPR stuff and the checking for injuries and the assisting somebody, right, if they need the help. Who, if they happen to be injured or whatever, and I, I just thought okay, and I was at that time I'm just I'm not one to go up to somebody and introduce because I was super uncomfortable. I mean, I'm there by myself. Some people were there with friends, some people were were there with family, but I'm there on my own, right? So I don't know anybody. I'm this timid kid who's just I want to get this CPR and first aid training done i want to get this certificate so i can possibly get this job and go home because it's the winter and i don't want to be out of the house right now because it's freezing so you know i didn't really i i didn't know what to do i went up to a couple people but they had already had partners because they had come with their friends and their family so obviously they're going to partner up with them i'm one of the odd men out right so because I'm there by myself and don't know anybody. And the instructor didn't want to have me work with him. So what was I going to do? And I don't know where this girl comes up. I think she might have been a little older than me. She might have been like 19 or 20 at the time. And, you know, um, she was she was cute. I'll give her that. You know, she was a good looking girl. But at that juncture, I'm not thinking, oh, my God. You know, she's super cute. Like, I want to get to know her a little bit. Because it was super cold. I'm stuck in a wheelchair because of the mobility thing of going downtown and getting through the winter and such. And just the fact that I want... The only reason I'm there is to get the CPR and first aid certification. I'm thinking I'm all business, right? Like, I, I just... I'm all business. I just want to get this certificate. Pass that written portion of the exam, which I will get to. But I just want to get this certification and go home because this isn't my ideal scenario for being anywhere outside of my house for the day, right? So this girl comes up and says, hey, do you want to work together? I had no objections because, I mean, we're all there for the same reason. We're all there for the same purpose, and that's to get certified in CPR and first aid right? The thing with that is, and I knew that the instructor didn't want this because he had said that in the right off the jump as he introduced himself right at the beginning of the class that he didn't want like opposite sex pairings. So guys working with girls, you know, men working with women was not allowed. The thing is, I knew that and I think because that's just one of the things that, you know, I paid attention to that day. I just, you know, and at that point, because there was really nobody else. And I just, we, I think we all just wanted to get it over with. I mean, I certainly just wanted to get the day over with. So, you know, getting whoever I was partnered with, I was, you know, man or woman, I didn't care. I said, yeah, sure. Let's do this. You know, let's, yeah, it's no problem, whatever. And 
the first thing we had to do was check the person. It's one of those scenarios where you walk up on somebody and they may seem hurt or they may need assistance. So you, the first thing we had to do was check the person for injuries. And that means like, you know, checking various parts of their legs to see if anything's out of place or misshapen. So basically that would mean I'd have to touch this girl's leg and whatever. But I'm not thinking along the lines of a single teenage boy or a single teenage guy at that point. I just want to get the first aid and CPR training, get certified, and go home. That's it. I'm not thinking along the lines of maybe I can get this girl's number or we can get to know each other a little bit. No, 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 no. It wasn't one of those days. I wasn't in that mode. I just wanted to get get what I came for and go home, right? That's it. So before I can even start, the instructor sees this and says, hey, no, 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 you go work with him. And at that point, I'd been moved around, you know, I was, you know, getting moved around for me, not one of the things that I'm super receptive to, but I mean, if it'll help the day go along, and if it's what the instructor wants, and he's the guy that can basically give me what I came for, all right, I'll do it. I don't care, right? So I move over, introduce myself to this guy he's now got me partnered with, and I can tell right away that there's going to be a bit of a language barrier. There's going to be a bit of an issue there because I think I asked the the guy that I was partnered with for most of the day where he was from. Yeah, I think he said he was from Pakistan or Sri Lanka, and he he spoke English, but it was mostly broken it was i mean i'm trying to understand him he's trying to understand me and i could tell right away it's going to be an uphill battle like i understood that you know he's from a different country english is not his first language but this is a first aid and cpr class and man this is going to be an adventure you know not that it hadn't been already but we're going to go through more right And so we start checking each other for injuries. That means like you're running, you know, hi, my name is so-and-so. Do you mind if I check? Are you like, are you hurt? Do you need help? Do you mind if I check you for injuries? So that means like I'd have to, you know, feel the guy's arm, feel the guy's legs, see if anything's out of place or broken or whatever, what have you, and see what I can do. Okay, we get past that. No problem, right? And then we move on to the Heimlich maneuver. And in between the time that we did the the checking for injuries and running through the curriculum and then moving on to like the Heimlich maneuver, we there was a break for like coffee and you had maybe a half an hour for lunch, I think. So we all went and got a bite to eat. So that meant leaving the building and, you know, getting food because we were all starving because we'd been at that at that time for probably like three or four hours. So we all went to get lunch. We come back up and we go through the paces of the Heimlich maneuver. Now, you're not actually supposed to perform the maneuver like you're just supposed to put your hands and your arms in the positions of doing the either the CPR compressions, the Heimlich maneuver, the 
checking for injuries or anything like that, right? And I don't know whether this guy that I was now partnered with, you know, who where I knew that there was going to be an obvious language issue, I don't know whether he understood completely that you weren't actually supposed to perform the maneuver because I'm sitting in my wheelchair and we're going through the Heimlich and he's actually performing the maneuver on me. So I start to, like, I'm nearly regurgitating. I'm nearly, I'm, I almost feel like I'm going to throw up because I just eaten lunch and now he's forcing it up with the Heimlich maneuver. So, and I'm trying to be as nice as possible. I'm like, boss, you can't be doing that, man. Like, I just ate and I don't want to throw up. Right? Like, I don't want to puke. So, like, you're not supposed to. And I told him, I said, you're not supposed to perform the maneuver. Right? Like, you just put your hands there. You don't actually have to perform the maneuver. Because I'm not in danger of choking. I've already ingested my lunch. There's nothing lodged in my throat. You know what I mean? So, he kept doing it about three or four times. I'm like, boss, honestly, you have to stop. Like, this is getting annoying now. Can you knock it off? You know, because it takes a lot for me to go from zero to 60 in terms of like where my temper would be. But when you don't listen after three or four tries, I get cross. I get really ticked off. So I flag down the instructor who finally looks over and like, no, 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 don't do that. You're going to hurt the guy, right? Like you're not supposed to perform the actual maneuver. So the guy that I'm partnered with and the instructor now leave the room, right? So I'm sitting there catching my breath because he had me almost to the point, my partner did anyway, almost to the point where I was going to throw up, right? So I'm just, I'm taking in every breath because I know he's going to come back in there and I just had that feeling where nothing's going to translate and he's going to do the maneuvers even though you're not supposed to. So it just turns into this... I mean, I wasn't happy, right? Because A, there's a language barrier with me and this guy. And, you know, sure, English isn't his first language. I get that. But, I mean, when you're not supposed to perform the maneuver and you're basically, you're not, it's not translating that you're not supposed to do it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do at this point because all I want to do is get this day over with. But, I don't want to get hurt and I don't want to throw up. I just want to go through the day, right? Like, just get me through the day. Can I not just write this exam, pass it, and then have you certify me, please? But no, you actually have to perform the maneuver. Well, not perform the maneuver, but you actually have to show that you know the logistics of the maneuver, right? Like, when it comes to doing the Heimlich and the compressions and checking for a pulse and the breathing in CPR. So 10, 15 minutes goes by. My partner for the day and the instructor come back into the room. So I'm assuming that they hashed out whatever it was that he was doing and that he wasn't supposed to do and how he was actually supposed to be handling himself that day when it came to the maneuvers and anything else in that class. So they come back in. My partner now you know, comes again, he's behind me because I'm sitting in my wheelchair and they go through the motions of the Heimlich again. Now, 
I don't know what was said out there. I can only assume that they went through what was supposed to happen, what he was doing, and what he wasn't supposed to do. But it didn't translate because he kept performing the Heimlich on me, like actually, you know, fist into your stomach, up, and then out comes whatever is lodged. And I, you know, I just, I flagged down the instructor again because I kept telling, after he did that, one or two more times, I finally went, okay, this isn't working. I don't know what else to do. I flagged down the instructor again. And my partner and I, like, my partner goes out again with the instructor. And not that they got loud or anything, but I could tell that the instructor wasn't pleased and they left the room. So... I just, I felt bad because A, I'm holding up the other people's learning, but I also felt unsafe because you weren't supposed to perform the maneuver or any maneuvers, and he kept performing the maneuver on me. Now, I guess that he basically said, I'm going to give you one more shot with this guy, and if you don't get it, we're going to have to figure out something else. But after about five minutes, they came back in and my partner for the day gets behind me. So after that, we move on to the CPR portion of the day where somebody has to get on their back and the other person has to basically get into position of you know, mimicking performing CPR. So I, I went first, so I'm on my back and, um, you, again, you're not supposed to perform the maneuver because I don't know whether if any of you have gone through first aid and CPR training, when you push down on somebody's chest, you know, when you're performing CPR, Chances are you're going to crack or break a couple of ribs because that's you're putting your body weight on somebody's chest to try and restart their heart, right? You're not supposed to do that in the class. At least that's what the instructor told us. Not supposed to do that, right? So I'm lying on my back and this guy has to go through the paces of performing CPR, albeit not for real because I like having my heart and my ribs intact. Thank you. So I just lying there going, oh, I hope this goes better than the Heimlich did, right? It didn't. Okay, because he starts actually doing compressions on me and I had to stop him. You know, I legit I grabbed his wrist, I stop, you're you're gonna hurt me. Okay, you're not supposed to get like actually do the compressions. You're gonna hurt me. I don't want to get hurt. I just want to get the certification and go home. And I'm not yelling at the guy, but I'm not happy. I'm ups- really upset at this point. And I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep my cool because we're surrounded by 15 and 20 other people in the class that are taking, that are trying to learn how to do the first aid and CPR training. You know, I don't want to take up from their time, but this guy's going to hurt me, right? And I don't want to get hurt, 
so I'm just like, stop it. You're going to hurt me. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And whatever. Right. So we start again. He starts doing compressions on me again. At that point, I grabbed his wrists and I pulled him off me. But I was I just give me a minute. Get off me. You know, because I was super upset. Not happy. At that point, like, here's the thing. The weather, the season, the fact that it's downtown, the fact that downtown is full of people and that we're in a room that's super small, no bigger than a studio apartment. It's basically the size of a shoebox. And it's the 15, 20 people in there. Aside from all that, like, I'm legitimately going to get hurt. That's one of the thoughts going through my mind in this class. I'm legitimately going to get hurt today because of this language barrier. Not that it's his fault because he's not from Canada and English isn't his first language. But I'm going to get hurt and I don't want to get hurt. You know, I'm not yelling at the guy, but I am telling him firmly that he's going to hurt me. You have to stop. I don't want to get hurt. So the instructor finally sees this after about the third or fourth compression on the second go round. And he pulls the guy who was my partner outside again. So that I'm lying on my back and I'm legitimately just trying to catch my breath and not shed a tear because it actually did hurt. Like the compressions on my chest really did hurt because he was probably six foot 180, something like like six foot, six two, about 180 pounds. And at that time I was probably, you know, maybe five, four, 130, 140 pounds. So I'm hurting, you know, and I, I just didn't know what to do. So I lied there and just tried to catch my breath as much as I could, because I knew they were going to come back in the room in a few minutes. Right. So thankfully when they came back in about 10 minutes later, I'm not sure what was said because I'm at that point, just trying to relax and calm down and just catch my breath and hope that I'm not hurt too badly. Or if at all, I, you know, I'm not sure what was said, but they come back in five, 10 minutes later. And he takes the guy who was my partner, gives him to some, what he does is he says, all right, I didn't want to partner up with anybody, but my instructor takes the guy that I was partnering with and says, you're going to partner up with me for the rest of the class. And then send some other guy over to partner up with me for the rest of the day. And I just felt, a bit of a relief because I was just like, Oh, I hope this goes better. And the, the new guy that I was partnered with actually who was still, um, you know, we were still doing the, uh, the CPR stuff when it came to like, I was still on my back, on my back. So they were still going to run through the motions of doing CPR. And, uh, the guy, the new guy that I was partnered with, he just sort of leaned down. He said, you all right. I'm like, man, I'm so sore. Like, I just want to go home right now. I'm hurting, bud. Like, it hurts. 
You know what I mean? And um, we we had a good laugh. Like I was just like, I'm glad to see you. You know, just and I I was I said to him, I was like, please be gentle. He's like, don't worry, don't <laughs> just don't worry. You know, um, and I even said to the guy, I'm like, I know it's not his fault. There was a bit of a language barrier because he's not from Canada, and you know, I just didn't want to get hurt, you know, or I go through any more pain than I already had that day. So, you know, we finish up with the CPR training and then we move on to performing CPR on rubber dummies, right? Which is fine. It's better because, I mean, rubber dummies don't talk back, right? They can't feel anything. So, I mean, you run through the the paces of where to place your hands, how to, you know, assist with the breathing and the airway, which was fine. You know, we did that for probably 20 minutes, you know, to a half an hour. And then it came time for the written portion of the CPR first aid test or exam, whatever you want to call it, which I passed. Yay. I think we all did. So, Round of applause to everybody. We all passed. Yay, yay, yay. So, you know, we all get in line to get the get our certification. And when I think a certificate, I'm thinking a piece of paper that you can frame, you know, put on your wall or something. Like a diploma that you would get in school, like college or high school or even elementary back in the day something like that right i'm thinking it's about the size of a diploma no i get up there and the instructor hands me this these two it's like a folded piece of paper it's they're like they almost look like two tickets that you would get at like a carnival or uh, a school fair or like a book drive, or like something out of a Chuck E. Cheese game when you win your tickets, right? And you tear them, and then take them to go get prizes or whatnot. It was one of those. I just looked at it, and like it had my name on it. I signed it. The instructor signed it. I took it. But the entire time, I'm looking at it, and I felt very... It felt very underwhelming, knowing that I'd gone through a full day... Nearly gotten severely hurt several times. And I basically got something that was no bigger than a pen. You know, that proves that I'm certified to do CPR and first aid. It felt very underwhelming. I mean, I was happy to have it. Don't get me wrong. I was happy to have it. That way I could go to this interview in the summer, possibly get the job. And everything would be fine. I was happy to have it. But after the day I had had. It just felt very underwhelming. Right? Have you guys ever gone through CPR and first aid training? Have you had any sort of experiences quite like that? That's the story of Lee Dickey. Yours truly going through first aid and CPR class. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please comment, like, share, and subscribe course as always i've been lee dickey we will see you all in the next one all right 
Let me know if you've had any sort of experiences like that before. Post it in the comments on my website. Find me on social media. But until next time, this is Lee Dickey signing out. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And thanks for downloading the Beats and Speaks podcast with Lee Dickey. New episodes are available every week from my website, leetdickey.com, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and everywhere else fine podcasts are available. You can also find the Beats and Speaks podcast on YouTube under Lee Dickey Beats and Speaks. Thanks again, everybody. We'll talk to you again in the next episode. All right, for now, this is Lee Dickey signing off. Peace. Well, there it is. There you have it. There you go. A classic episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast this week. The story of me going through a first aid and CPR training course right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Again, thank you all for listening. Please comment, like, share, and subscribe. Find the Beats and Speaks podcast on my official website, leetdickey.com, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are available. Please do rate us five stars and leave a review as well to get in touch with me and to perhaps be a guest on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, please do email me at leetdickey at gmail.com. Follow me on social media as well at leetdickey. All the information is listed in the description. Again, please comment, like, share, and subscribe. Find us on YouTube as well under Lee Dickey TV. Subscribe there. But I have been Lee Dickey and this wraps up a classic episode, another episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you all and talk to you all very soon next Friday, brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast at midnight Eastern time. I've been Lee Dickey, and I'm signing off for the Beats and Speaks podcast, Lee Dickey Media, and Lee Dickey TV. We will see you all again very, very soon. Peace. tdickey.com